Friday on the Lowdown Sports 1440 brought to you by Wolf GMC View and Curry in for GMC's Joy to the Ride event. No payments for 90 days on every new in-stock 2023 GMC in Buick. Ask for details. Must get 4000 in Christmas cash. Love it. Okay. Well, we're, we're when you're live on the radio and you're covering a story, not story, it's important to get the information right and not listen to the people saying, why are you talking about this? If we were... If we had news, we'd give it to you. The latest news I have is from Jim Bowden, former MLB manager and highly, highly connected, saying, according to sources from teams still involved in the negotiation with Shohei Atani, he has not made a decision. The process is ongoing with no expected imminent conclusion. All other reports are not true. Carry on. So take it for what it is, but that's a guy who is an insider telling you. So just... Calm your whatevers and we'll be fine. And speaking of calm and reasonable, we are now joined by Steve Lansky from Big Mouth Sports, who will give us the calm and reasonable take on Shahuay Atani. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? Good. Now, this is a story that may or may not break today. Uh, there's a, a Learjet apparently flying to Toronto from Anaheim that has everybody a titter. Um, so in your living room, in that big chair, uh, that's probably too big and too old and your wife would get like to get rid of it. Uh, tell us your thoughts on Otani to Toronto as a possibility. Um, as a Jays fan, I'm very reluctant to get excited. I, I really am. To me, the guy's injured all the time. I don't think anybody's worth that. He's never played a playoff game. Those are three things that just bounce into my head right away. And I got to be honest, having somebody like that on a team that's trying to win, he's at this point, thanks to the media and social media at this moment, becoming larger than life. And I think it's really hard to win with somebody who's larger than life on your roster in 2024. And media does turn it into Beatlemania a little bit, right? Like Otani's a great player, but as you say, he won't pitch this year. And part of his appeal is that he can do that and hit. Now, he's a hell of a hitter, but, you know, Juan Soto's now a Yankee. That might have been a, a, an option for them. Uh, and the, the, the odds of this story being bigger than it should be are fairly large just based on history and free agent signings. Fair? I can't believe you said a little bit like Beatlemania. <laughs> it's ten times what Beatlemania was. Well, we were young. Yeah, it was big. This is big. Um, I just think that baseball is different than basketball. You know, you sign LeBron James, there's a pretty good chance you might go to the NBA final. You sign somebody in the National Hockey League, there's a pretty good chance it could make a difference on your team. To me, baseball, it makes no difference. Absolutely none. The guy's only going to bat one out of nine times. You can't bat him more than that. You can't give him the ball more than that like you can in basketball. I just I just don't think the game lends itself to stars like that. I mean, Aaron Judge, you could argue, is one of the biggest stars in the game. Yankees were one of the worst teams in the American League this year. Baseball just is not skewed that way. And I think anybody who's watched it for, for an amount of time knows that you can't win with one guy. It just can't happen. And it's not like he's bringing in veteran experience. I mean, I know he'll be 30 years old this season, but 
The guy's never won anything. He certainly can't talk to you about winning. Well, he's played on terrible teams. This isn't a terrible team. So in fairness to the Jays, they're they're looking for him to, I think, bat between Bichette and Guerrero like righty-lefty-righty, um, and he'll have a defined role. The concern that, that one has is, A, injury, and B, this is sort of like a, an all-in move for management. If it goes south, it'll go south every day in bold print. And you know what media is like. It'll be loud. That's a good point. And while you were talking, I did think of something that may skew to a positive. And that maybe, and I don't know, but I think it's possible. Maybe Bichette and Guerrero, and I know Chapman's gone, but those guys maybe feel a lot of pressure to be the guys. And maybe, just maybe, if he did that in that spot in the order, maybe that pressure would go away. Maybe all eyes would be on him. Now, I assume Bichette and Guerrero wouldn't act like spoiled kids and, and care about that. So that I, I can see that as a possible positive. But I got to tell you, if you told me 10 years from now we were going to look back as the greatest move in Blue Jays history, I would be stunned. Interesting. Interesting. Let's talk a little about the Oilers. They've turned it around 7-3-0 and under the new coach. Uh, they're not in a playoff spot, but they're they're migrating towards the playoffs as time goes on. But you can get fooled, as we did earlier in the year when they were so bad. Now they're very good. Um, if if we're estimating this team now, they obviously need another goaltender, and their system seems to be really helping out the defensive side. Is there? Would you just run with this team until the deadline and then see what you need, aside from a goalie, or maybe just call out Jack Campbell? Or would you still be in pursuit of some additions? Well, I have a question. What do you mean we got fooled? What, well, what does the, that mean? they were so bad with McDavid, not 100%. Ekholm, not 100%. A lot of people were saying they were going to miss the playoffs and this was a disaster. I don't know that you can say that now. It looks like because McDavid is healthy, uh, they did change the coach, but the goaltending has improved. It looks like they will at least be a playoff team. And so the the initial uh, thought process that this team was an abject failure, maybe they were just hindered and not playing well and changed the defensive system and the goaltending went south. Those things have, have changed. There you go. So it took you a long answer to get there, but you said defensive system. That's the only thing that's changed now. They've finally committed to not letting the goalie see as many harmful pucks. And there's a difference between, you know, pucks that matter and pucks that don't. And they finally decided that they, they, they're going to play defense and see how that goes. Well, I don't have it in front of me, but it said something that the op- they scored outscored the opposition 27-8 to 8 over the last however many games. That's a hell of a difference. That's the only difference. And the thing that I find strange about defense is, you can work as hard as you want on offense, as hard as you want, and you may not score goals. But if you work your butt off on defense, you will not allow goals. It is as simple as that. You can prevent goals. And for some reason, don't ask me what the reason is. Maybe it's Paul Coffey. Maybe it's just a different vibe in the room. They've decided that not letting many pucks get to Stuart Skinner might be a good idea. Duh. Amazing how that turns out. 
Steve Lansky, our guest. Let me ask you, though, because we've seen it in the past. I wrote about Evan Bouchard today, and his shot and goal percent, uh, uh, suppression in the last five games has been tremendous, uh, and the goal share has improved under the new coach. But, you know, teams, even without changing coaches or the things we've seen, they can do that in short spurts, but long-term, bad habits can fall back into play. How confident are you that this team is going to be responsible now, all year, as they are currently? It's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. I think, you know, you said bad habits can fall back into play, and I'm trying to process that. I think if you decide as a group, the only way you can do this is as a group. That's the key component of anything I'm going to say right here. If you decide to do that as a group, if somebody bad habits one time, you're now not part of the group, and that's not going to go over well. And that's why great teams win, is when you do something stupid on defense, everybody, all the other five groups of eyes look at you going, hey, dude, don't do that again. That makes a big difference. Because it, I don't want to use the word ostracized, but you are at that moment. And at that moment, oh, my bad. We're not going to let that happen again. It's a team mentality that once it becomes pervasive, and I'm not saying it is, but it is with champions. Once it becomes pervasive, it's actually hard to go the other way. It's hard not to be defensive-minded. And that's kind of what I'm, what I'm hoping is happening right now. The, the, the division is... is starting to come into view and the Los Angeles Kings are I mean they've won like 11 road games in a row they look really good Byfield looks like he's a real player Kopitar and Doughty are ageless Cam Talbot's playing well are our fears about Vegas maybe unfounded and maybe it's the Kings they should worry about I guess we'll find out in the playoffs well I mean 11 games in a row is not that's not sustainable but I think the Oilers biggest problem right now how many games have they played, Al? 21. 23, I believe. 23, thanks. The biggest problem right now is they've played 23 games, and they didn't win enough of them. That's the biggest problem. So if you have a, a great finish, uh, I'm not very good at math, but I'm going to say 49 games or less. If you, if you have a great finish and, and finish so strongly, the problem is now you're getting into the playoffs, and I guess it's 59, isn't it? I guess you're getting into the playoffs, and you may not have anything left. And you'll look back and go, you know what? We blew this in October and half of November, and there's no way to get that back. That's the problem. It gets down close at the end. It's, oh, these are big two points. No, those are the same two points that they were in October. The problem is you didn't um, understand their importance in October, but you do now. But it's the same two points. And I think that's the biggest concern is that they played 23 games already. Now, I don't know, Steve, this is a media question I hadn't planned on asking you, but it, it was on my timeline yesterday and on my blog. So I don't watch TNT, like I don't watch their their broadcasts, uh, and I, they rarely do Oilers games, and obviously I would get the local one. Uh, do you watch TNT, and why? Because I, the people I'm talking to or read about, who have watched it, they just love the coverage and they feel like America is passing Canada in terms of how hockey is presented. And I'm a little jealous because I love hockey so much. Uh, have you seen TNT? Are they doing innovative things? And if so, why isn't the Canadian network copying it? Whew, 
That's a long answer. Uh, first of all, have to explain my prejudice. A good buddy of mine, podcast partner, Paul Hemming, directs uh, the lead game every week for TNT. So I'm a bit prejudiced in my answer. However, what, it all starts with an attitude, Al, and it starts with a discussion. And it starts with a what are we going to do for hockey that, ho- that hasn't been done before. And they have these discussions in boardrooms all over the place. Sportsnet had the discussion 10 years ago. I don't know if you remember, but when Sportsnet started, they had a puck wall. They had a studio with a goal. They had a two-level studio. They had all kinds of stuff that ended up costing too much money, and they had to basically pare it down until it was just, you know, two pucks in a stick. So TNT has decided we're going to do this the best way we can. And then when you bring in really bright minds, really creative minds, Paul Hemming is a really, really, really creative director. The guy's Canadian from London, Ontario. He should be directing in Canada, but he's not. He's directing in the United States. So when you bring in a bunch of creative people and say, hey, guys, do whatever you want, make it great, don't pee anybody off, and do the best things you can for television. Well, you're going to get a great show. Sportsnet doesn't do that. And that's why TNT is just zooming past Canada in that regard. It's, it's, it's noticeable now. Like the, 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 the product is the product. It's, you know, hockey's brilliant. It's a brilliant game. But this is, you know, this is a contract that, that based on, you know, where, where they're headed, the NHL isn't going to get the kind of money they got in the next deal that they got in this last deal. Is that fair? Uh, from Sportsnet, you mean? From anybody. Uh, it probably. I don't really know. I'm, I'm not a big money guy, but I, I think it, it depends. It, I don't know whether they'll get that money again. I mean, Sportsnet was so desperate to screw over TSN, there's no other way to put it, that they grossly outbid and then thought, well, we'll make that back somehow. Well, all the genius executives who were there at the time, they're all long gone, retired on the European tour, golf. They're, they're, they're scattered to the wind. They couldn't care less. But they grossly overpaid for it just to screw another network in Canada. That's never a recipe for success. In fact, it's quite juvenile, to be honest. Wow. Bringing out the word that we only get in media when we've really screwed up. <laughs> I thought it was appropriate, so I pulled it out. I, I, juvenile was used on me once in my life, and I've never forgotten it, and the guy was right. And <laughs> it drove me nuts. Um, so what's, what's Lansky looking for? Uh, from the NHL over Christmas, are you are you worried about the Toronto Maple Leafs goaltending? Are you worried about the Oilers' state of mind? What's 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 what are you looking for or looking at right now? I think this is a great a great time to be an Oilers fan, especially when you go from you know we had talked about this early in the year. You go from the heights of ooh they were close last year to the depths of whatever that was for the first month and a half. This is a pretty fun time to be an Oilers fan. When you watch that game the other night, two goals in 41 seconds, are you kidding me? No. That's, that's, hey, that's pretty exciting. So it, it's great to be the fan of a good team. It's 
great. It's better to be the fan of a team that absolutely sucked a month and a half ago, and now they look like they may be one of the best teams in the National League. So that, to me, is the most exciting part of anything right now is to just watch and just see how much better this team can get and if they can sustain it. Because I think it's it's possible. I really do. I love it. Lansky, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great weekend, now. All right. There's our friend Steve Lansky, who always brings it, always tells you the truth, and is always honest, which, you know, I mean, it really sticks out on this show. On the way, Todd, are you Ramchuk? This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440, driven by Wolf GMC Buick. Hurry in for GMC's Joy to the Ride event. No payments for 90 days on every new in-stock 2023 GMC and Buick. There you go. Cure. That's good. Good choice there, sir. Well done. Joined now by our friend Tato Uremchuk. I half want to ask you if you're actually at Pearson Airport now, but I'm going to refrain from that and ask you what you think about the Otani rumors. I am, I mean, what did that song just say? On Sundays, I'm in love with you. I mean, I'm going to be in love with Shohei Otani seven days of the week if he's a Toronto Blue Jay. It's just low tide. I have, I've been jittery all day. Granted, I'm about six cups of coffee deep, but I can't believe it. Like, this sounds like it is going to legitimately happen or there is a greater than 50% chance it's happening. And I just, I can't believe it. I, this, if the Jays land this guy, it's, it's the biggest off-field, off-ice moment in Canadian sports history. Yeah, that, that's like I said, we we're trying to figure out what it would be comparable to. And I thought maybe the McDonald, McDavid uh, draft lottery, uh, you know, off ice things, it would be tough. Like the, the, the trade by Chicago to Phil Esposito to Boston w- was not even highly reported. This is because it's Otani. And maybe if you could speak to for those who don't know baseball that well, why is Otani such a big deal? This is, I mean, it's Connor McDavid and Connor Hellebuck in one player, right? It's a legitimate threat to win the Cy Young every year when he's healthy, and it's a legitimate 40-plus home run power bat in one player, something we have never seen in this era of Major League Baseball. Like, he's a unicorn. He is the biggest sports star in Asia. He is up there as one of the biggest sports stars in North America now in the world and he would be choosing to play the prime of his career in Toronto, in Canada. And the reason I think it's just so significant, and like okay, you mentioned McDavid, I mean, sure, a big moment for Oilers fans and for the NHL. Otani is a massive moment for sports business on the planet, not just in Canada, not just North America. It's a massive moment for Toronto Blue Jays that has more fans nationally, I would argue, than any other team in the They They truly are Canada's team, and it's a sport that Canada gets behind in the summer. We all remember 2015. So, again, for them to do this, to dish out the $500, $550 million for Otani to want to come here, I just – I still almost even though i've been living and breathing this for a month i still can't almost wrap my head around just how significant it would be so you're the you know that you're the advisor to the manager where would you slot him in the lineup and who would you put around him i mean he's dhing he is batting third every game when he is in the lineup and i think it's as simple as that i mean again he 
he transcends that lineup, right? It's it's no more just hoping Bo and Vladdy can can somehow find a level and hoping George Springer finds health and consistency. It's all of those things. And yes, one of the most consistent power bats in Major League Baseball in Shohei Otani. It's it's transformative. Now, do you like like I'm all I always like the righty lefty righty. So I you know say Bichette second, Guerrero fourth. Yeah, probably. I mean, again, throughout the course of the season, you're always changing up the way that looks and whatnot. I, I just think the bottom line is that you are adding one of the best hitters in baseball, and he's a fixture in your lineup for the next decade. There, they, you know, I, I, I thought Soto would be a nice fit for the reasons I just mentioned about the righty lefty righty, but the the Otani's list like on a different planet. After, if this does happen. Do you what else do you expect them? I mean, it sounds ridiculous. They've signed Otani; they're done. But what what else would you like to see this team if they're if they're doing this? They're going for it. What else would you like to see? Yeah, you still need a third baseman, and you still probably need an outfield bat. And what'll be interesting is will ownership say, "Listen, this Otani deal, like, sure, it's affecting payroll on the baseball team, but in terms of that lump sum we've committed." We know we're making that back in our Rodgers ads. We know we're making that back in ticket sales and jersey sales. Are they going to give this management group the green light to go spend more? Go do it. Go give Cody Bellinger $200 million. Who cares? Let's win a World Series. I, that wouldn't stun me at all, but I think in all likelihood, if they land Otani, you're looking at some more B-level free agents. You need someone to play third base, and you need an outfielder, and you need one good reliever. I don't think they'll be dropping another 200 mil on one player like a Bellinger. I think it'll be some lowercase ads, but I expect them to still be active. It's it's It's... The great thing is that I love baseball. I love the winter meetings. I love the Rule 5 draft. It's great to be uh, – I think the last time the Jays were this front and center at a winter meetings was the Joe Carter-Robbie Alomar trade. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, what I like about this management group, and they'll make me eat my words because a month ago I was calling for Ross Atkins to be fired, but his – ability to convince ownership to spend and his willingness to spend Hunjin Ryu was a top of the chart free agent when they signed him George Springer was a top of the chart free agent when they signed him and I think you can look at the stadium you can look at the Florida complex and how elite that is those are things this management group with Shapiro and Atkins have done that have clearly made the Blue Jays a top destination for free agents and you can say you can't say you can't say Otani's a one-off because again Kevin Gosman chose here. George Stringer, Hunjin Ryu, they chose to sign in Toronto. That says something about the organization. It's um, it's pretty wild, I have to say. It's it's fun. As a sports commentator, observer, and fan, I love the story because it's just ginormous. Uh, let's talk about the Oilers. They're a big story in and of themselves because of the winning streak and turning it around. I asked Lansky this question. I will ask you. How, like, I think everybody following and, and reporting on this team has whiplash because of the, the turnaround. And I get that they're playing better, and I get the system has changed. There's a new coach, healthier McDavid, healthier Ekholm, Skinner's playing better. I understand all of those elements. I know what's happening. I can, I know what the numbers say. But this turnaround is, like, just for it to happen as quickly as it has, we're not even at game 25 yet, Tyler. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I understand some of the defensive metrics have gotten better. I love the pre-planned plays off the face-off that seem to be magically working all the time right now. And I get it. I just still kind of look at this Oilers team, Todd, and I go, this is just who they were last year. Like, they're not showing me 
a lot that I haven't seen from them in the past. It's Connor McDavid in the power play. It's timely saves from Stuart Skinner. It's a blue line that'll bend but not break all that often. And at the end of the day, like, Connor McDavid is averaging, what, three points a game over this five-game winning streak? Like, yeah, and Stuart Skinner is a 940. If that keeps happening, you're not going to lose hockey games. I'm not giving a ton of credit here to the coaching change just because we've seen them play like this under Jay Woodcroft. To me, it's just, you know, we knew the PDO. We knew the shooting percentages. We knew this team was better than they showed early in the season. They're regressing to the mean here. It's positive regression, as I like to say, and I don't think it's anything more than that. Now, what do you do then? Like, I think they lost the Stanley Cup on two periods, the second period in Game 5, second period in Game 6 against Vegas, but you want to improve your chances. So go get another goalie, obviously. Anything else you see them needing? Yeah, you need a quality backup at some point. That's uh, that's a big one. I think adding some some more sizzle to the bottom six, someone who plays hard but has offensive upside, you need to cover both of those areas probably in one acquisition. So I think that is something they should be looking into pretty heavily. And then the pipe dream is upgrading the right side of the blue line, right? Like if you can find someone who has Ekholm but on the other side of the ice and you can give up your first CC and Broberg to get them, then that's the dream fit. The the peripheral moves are, yeah, upgrade the bottom six, get a backup goalie for Stu so he doesn't have to work that hard this season and you don't overplay him. But the dream fit is an upgrade on the right side so that you don't only have Bouchard at home, you have Darnell Nurse and a legitimate partner for him. If you could re- if you could find a way to get Tanev here, would you do it? Yeah, I would, but I just don't see it as realistic. I think Bradtree living Toronto, that connection makes so much sense that I'm like, and the Leafs are so banged up. And now they have the cap space. I just think Bradtree living at some point, his, his trigger finger will get way too itchy, and he'll find a way to get of there, and he'll probably overpay to do it. What do you make of Sean McDermott's comments, and what do you think the fallout might be? I don't know if there will be fallout. I mean, if you had to rank coaches in the four major sports on their level of insanity, I'm sure Dave Jameson could give you a million great <laughs> stories like this. Football coach are the most insane of the collection like when he said yes it's the stupidest thing you could say especially as a coach who coaches in new york state like what are you thinking do i think they're going to fire sean McDermott over this no the bills are going to come out flat against kansas city because of this no it's just a headline that'll come and go at some point and was it a dumb thing to say yeah do i think sean McDermott's a terrible person do you think the bills make the playoffs yeah, I do. I think the Jacksonville injury to Trevor Lawrence is going to hurt them. Not that they'll miss the playoffs, but I just think it'll keep things tight. The Steelers lost last night. That's massive. They don't have a starting quarterback. The Bengals, no more starting quarterback. The Browns, no more starting quarterback. Like, go through the list. Everyone's so banged up, and I think this Bills team, kind of like the Oilers, is due for some positive regression. Thanks for this, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, Jack. There you go. Not at Pearson. That's the headline there. Not at Pearson. That's Tyler Uramchuk from Daily Faceoff and Otis Nation. Haven't heard such comedic styling since Burns and Allen. Wonderful show from J-Man. Well, that's very kind of you. George Burns gave Gracie Allen all the credit. She was the straight person in the in the um, tandem, and he gave her all the credit. It's because this, anyway. Um, sorry, but Tata's way off on the defensive system. 
like Steve said, the difference is they're playing man-to-man, now they're playing zone. Like, I I think the Oilers always could play defense. I, I tend to agree with Tyler. I think the Oilers could play defense, and now they, they are playing defense. But the general success template is McDavid outscores the mistakes, Cam Talbot, Mike Smith, Stuart Skinner stop enough pucks, and they win. That's it. That's always been like that. They've never built a complete team, a balanced team. The closest they got, and I said it, I thought they were balanced, and they were for a very brief time under Jay Woodcroft. We'll see if they are. I like the new coach. I think he's very smart. But it's so easy to give great credit early in a relationship because it's like a honeymoon. It's like when we first started meeting Declan. We were all happy with him. Now look. I mean, you know, things change, right, Declan? Yeah, ups and downs, roller coaster relationship. I mean, did, you know did, the joke. Did, we, did people tear a strip off of you of your declinations today? They did. We had multiple first time texters who I assume have listened to this show for quite some time mm-hmm. go out of their way to text me how bad the list was. They are that coming takes, out of their shoes at you. You got to be a real hater to do that. They and are I swinging it. from the the hips and the legs and the dirt beneath their feet at you. You know what that tells you? It tells you you're starting to make a difference. If you can get people outraged on a Friday when they're looking forward to going home and having some Bushmills or Crown Royal or whatever, you've done your job as a media person. Muckalux. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, it's one We're finally going to take a break on time this week, and it's right now. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's 142. The lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Hurry in for GMC's Joy to the Ride event. No payments for 90 days on every new in-stock 2023 GMC and Buick. Ask for details and uh, plus get up to 4000 in Christmas cash. There you go. Jason Greger's show on the way. Today, they're building a pyramid of money. Yes. And it's uh, Adopt-A-Teen. Look forward to that today on the show. I'll be on the show today, 525-ish. It's been a fun week. As a sports fan, this is a fun week. If you're like baseball, hockey, and you're an Oilers fan, even if you're a Flames fan, it was a good week, right? Pretty wild stuff. So how much is do you follow golf? What is this is just John Ron thing a big deal? I don't really follow golf, but from what I've heard and what I've read, the John Rom thing is a big deal. He's the Masters champion and he has now taken a 3-year, 600 million dollar deal with the Live Golf Tour. Sizable amount of money for anybody and he also has the exemptions to the majors because of the Masters win. So huge mm-hmm. move for him financially. So how long is that Masters win exemption for? I don't know. Someone who is way more in tune with golf than me would be able to answer. I believe, and this this is this could be 0% accurate, I believe it's a lifetime. So he's end-arounded. I don't know. The, 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 uh, I don't know. Yes, Masters is a lifetime exemption. Thank you, Big Easy. So... Rom has out PGA'd the PGA. PGA looks flaccid. It certainly appears that way. Yes. 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 
Okay. This is me figuring things out. Do you know I talk to my food? Do you? Yeah. What do you say? Like if I'm at a restaurant and I have a friend. You look so good. No, it's not like that. Okay. It's, I have a friend who has called me on it many times. I'll, I'll take a, like I like veal cordon bleu. Have you ever had veal cordon bleu? Once. Okay. It's very good. Yes. It's done properly. It's very good. So I, and I go, "Mm, very good. Like that. And I kind of mumble, but I am telling my food it's very good. And Not the chef. Apparently, apparently, it's either funny or weird or both. But I do that. Probably a little of both. Mm, yeah, I'd say that's fair. LT, they're playing an aggressive zone. They're dominating the neutral zone, which is stopping rush chances, keeping lines together, only using three pairs of forwards for PK. Those are all coaching things. Tyler just loves Woody. I did too, but KK, Coffee, and Stewart deserve credit. I agree with that. But I also think they're they've gotten buy-in, and you can teach and teach and teach till. Mrs. Andrews had to go home from exhaustion trying to teach Kruger over here. And sometimes, the is our children listening? Is our children learning? And bad habits are bad habits. And I, like, I think if the Stanley Cup playoffs started today, the Oilers would have a hell of a chance to win. The worry I have is maybe that isn't the case come spring. And you need to have, that's why 23 people on a roster is important. You need to have the worry of, oh, damn it, man, if I don't back check like a loon... And, uh, uh, like, Leon's caught back on his dangerous passes. Uh, McDavid is recovering quickly from dangerous passes that go astray. This team is all out doing it, and I like that about them. But to win a Stanley Cup, you're going to have to sacrifice and bleed. Is everybody in? I think they need to, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think they need to replace Connor Brown on the second line. They need a two-way guy. Uh, for the third line. So maybe you check Brown down to the third line. Not going to score much, but he is a pretty, you know, productive player in terms of two-way play. Maybe you go find, I've said Clem Costin. I've said, uh, Ivan Barbashev, that type of player. And I, obviously they need a backup goalie, but they deserve credit for sure. I'm currently buying tickets for Jays in Seattle to watch Otani playing for the Jays. Mr. Bleach. You guys know lots about sports. Freezer bag. I'm never sure. I'm never sure when people say that whether they're facetious. Yes, yeah. it's like a th- sort of a you know. Well, it comes at a strange time after we were, we were waffling a little bit about golf. Makes me oh, think well, it's not quite sincere. Just so you know, that's not that's me putting somebody on the spot, which I do all the time. And very few. Jameson called me on it. Others don't. Uh, young guy here won't because he's you know he's not confident enough to call me an ass. But he said, he qualified, he said, I don't know a lot about golf. And then I just ran through the stop sign because I can do that because I'm old. Old people no longer care. I will go to the grocery store sometime in the future. I will go to the pepper aisle. I will get outraged at the price of it and just begin yelling at people. What the hell is going on with the pepper? Is this mispriced? And then everybody will just vanish because, you know, it's, oh, my God, this guy again. And so that's what happens when you're old. You don't listen to the nuance. You just say what you want. You've, you've been down that road so much. You know, I like, I played Elton John records when they were new. I've been around a long time. And so I don't, I don't care. Great show. Thanks, guys. I miss Bob at noon so bad. Only takes a few minutes of your show to remind me. 
from freezer bags. So that's he beautiful. was being facetious. But that's a beautiful line. Now think about, like, if you're going to talk to a show, if you're going to send in something to a show, make it count. Make it worth reading. That's worth reading. I miss Bob at noon so bad, only takes a few minutes of your show to remind me. That is to the, it's a piercing text. Folks. Do you think we'll recover? Learn from, no, it doesn't matter if we recover. We could bleed out or tomorrow they'll replace us with, you know, dancing bears. What the point is, is if you're going to make a point, make it. And he did. I give credit to Freezer Bag. Well done. You, like my parents, are hitting the Uncle Leo stage of life. Do you remember Uncle Leo? Was it, was it, he found a watch in the garbage and it was, he, it was what he had gifted Jerry. Was that the story? I can't remember now. Do you remember the time when he put the fake eyebrows on? <laughs> and Jerry was trying to get him to, uh, leave his girlfriend and then, Leo was going to move in with him, and then he was trying to get him back with his girlfriend. If you could find somebody who could stand you for five minutes, hold on to them like grim death, which I might add is not far away. Something like that. Good stuff. I wouldn't give Clem Costin a get-out-of-jail-free card. He could have signed here, went for the money, so let him sit and not play in Detroit. He scored last night. I like him, but not after leaving. Northside Jason. Jerry's parents gifted them the watch, right, from Team Dean. That's what it was. Do you think that's what happened to Don Cherry? He got old and just let it fly. A little bit. Um, I, I like if 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 somebody came in and said, "Low tide, you can't do this," and then I didn't listen, then maybe that would be the case. But we're all basically reliant on listeners. You know, if everybody felt like freezer bag, then you would be listening to Declan and somebody else. The sound of dancing bears is enticing somehow (laughs) from JDO. Trade with San Jose, Blackwood and Duclair, Campbell, Broberg and second. It's an interesting trade. I really like Duclair. I don't know if, if Blackwood is all that, but... They need a goalie, and it's midseason, and they're going to buy out Jack Campbell next year. I would like to get an expiring contract. I like Reimer. I really like Vladar, who has another year left, but I would do it for Vladar. I think he's. If you look at his three year numbers, which you should always do, you kids out there, look at the three year numbers. That gives you an indicator. And Vladar looks good. I have to say that I was impressed with the. Uh, the Flames last night. I know they were dealing with a tired team, but they still came back and won that thing. Why don't you talk to the Peppers? Be cheaper. I do like Peppers. Are you a Peppers fan or do you not like them? Yeah. No, I'm a fan. Uh, I have time for this. Earlier, a few minutes ago. Now, you've already established you don't like cheese. You said you like, and I want to be sure on this, did you like the corn candy, the candy corn? I do. I think it's a good Halloween treat. So you don't like cheese and you like candy corn. I think the cheese thing is a little overblown, but in layman's terms, I'll say yes. You know, I'm taking a very dim view of you right now. Mm. This is me not endorsing you and your choices. 
the candy corn is especially disturbing. It's a pretty scathing look, and I'm not. I'm a little uncomfortable right Raised now. Raised eyebrow, squinty, squinty eyes. Scornful. Dim view. You know, I'm not eating candy corn every day of the week, but around Halloween, I'll pop a couple back. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You sound like Miss Andrews. Well. But she you, actually was mad, so no, you don't. You should, uh, you should eat cheese. You owe it to your family. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness you're on from noon. You, Lansky, uh, Sky and Stars, fabulous. I'm not going to say what you said about Bob, but thank you. Bob's a great guy. Like, uh, you, you know, I don't, I, I think you should listen to as much sports radio as you can. And if you miss something, listen to a podcast. You know, I know everybody on the air pretty much uh, in this town. And they're all good people. And the people that I don't know have great reputation. They do. There's not a bad apple in the bunch. There's people you get mad at. And maybe sometimes we say things that are wrong or not representative of what you what you like. Or, or maybe we simply misspoke. That happens. If you eat candy corn, I also probably, you keep a Kleenex and a couple of Werther's in your body. I love Werther's. There'll be no talk of Werther's being bad. This is the old man has stopped talking music. On the way, it's Jason Greger and the Jason Greger show as he officially declares at midnight on the week. And we move into weekend mode. Maybe something on Otani. That would be nice when I drive home. Missing the news again. That would be fabulous. Thanks so much for tuning into the Lowdown. Please enjoy your weekend. It's time for a sports update.